0: Hello and welcome to the Lights on a Screen podcast. I am your host, Jacob Blunden. And this week we have a little bit of a different show because uh, no major films opened. Mm-hmm. So, uh, because of that, we're going to do something very different. But before we get into that, I'd like to introduce my co panelist. Taylor, how are
1: you? I'm good. I have not watched any movies since the last time we recorded. I've been pretty much just watching basketball uh, (laughs) because we've got the play-in tournament going on. Yes, And I actually have one tweet that I want to bring up that is kind of adjacent to movies. And people who understand anything about basketball will understand this. If you don't understand basketball, you probably won't understand who I'm talking about. But it features Australian legend Josh Giddey, so we're going to bring it up. Josh Giddy looks like the best player from the opposing school in a Disney sitcom that has a basketball episode. <laughs> Everyone go look up Josh Giddy right now. And I want you to tell me that that tweet is incorrect because that is hilarious.
0: He looks like the villain in high school in a high school <laughs> musical going up against Zach Efron.
1: <laughs> he does. <laughs> oh, and just looked him up. He so does. So so that's that's <laughs> That's been my day today. I was watching <laughs> OKC Thunder be the villains and knock out the Pelicans yep. today. And uh, the other tweet is he was referred to as Josh Giddyup up by a lot of people. <laughs> my other favorite tweet was tweet was you've yeed your last ha, oh Josh my Giddyup. god. <laughs> so that's what I have to contribute to the podcast <laughs> this week, folks. This is what you tune in for. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> we are also joined by Elena. How are you?
1: Um.
2: Look, I considered smoking 50 cigarettes today to get through my day, so uh, I'm here, That yes.
0: School holidays knocking you a bit of a round.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you to work as going through it.
0: Um, well, before we get into today's show and what we've been watching and everything, um, we're recording this after Warner Brothers have just lost 6% of their stock, and uh, I'm saying that because today they announced that they're going to reboot Harry Potter.
1: As, as a, a television te- as series. As a
0: television series. Redo all seven. Now,
2: redo all seven. Redo all yeah. s- over as seven a TV se- as a TV series.
0: series over a decade. New cast, new everything.
2: So they're that out of ideas, basically.
0: T- look, taking the JK out of it, which it, JK alone, that's a whole nother conversation. Mm hmm. This is so bankrupt of ideas and is the final nail in the coffin that Daniel, Emma, and Rupert were not coming back for a sequel ever. So because of that, oh, we got to reboot the full thing. I'm just more – I'm infuriated by this more so because, hey, this is it for a decade. As a Harry Potter fan, this is now what we get, the same story we've seen before. And we're not getting – The marauders show we're not going to get the founding show we're not going to get and like all these interesting ideas that this world could decide to go into instead we're going to get the same seven books that we've read a thousand one times and the movies we've already seen
1: well, yeah. For, so first of all, that's boring as hell yeah. because there's so much of the wizarding world you could actually explore if you were hell-bent on sticking to that yeah. IP right now, even though that's the most tone-deaf thing you could probably ever do yeah. right now. But not only that, you're going to be rebooting it with a new ca- whole new cast for a generation that doesn't understand Harry Potter the way that we did. Mm. They might like it. They might enjoy the movies. Whatever. We literally grew up with the cast. Yeah. The cast was our own age. And we literally grew up in real time. Watching them grow up. And we were the generation that. Was there. Just a bit too young to actually go buy the books ourselves. But we were there. When mm. every single one was released. As it was happening in real time. Mm. I just don't think you're going to get that same kind of.
0: the it, Reception yeah, the, now. The, the zeitgeist of. It, it hit at the right point the right time with the right generation. The smartest thing they ever did was this book is only three years old. We need to make it into a movie. Like, they, they hit at the right time. Again, and I know you're, Elena, you're outside of the Harry Potter generation, kind of. like you, Yeah, it, like,
2: I definitely still grew up reading the books. Like, I have, like, second edition books, yeah. but definitely not. Like, the first movie came out when I was born, so yeah. I was a yeah. bit late to the party.
0: Yeah, but... Sorry, the closest for you would be Hunger Games, Twilight, and all those. Definitely. And like, we're getting a, Twi- a Hunger Games sequel. We're not- and we- we- we're getting that. And then it would be like, hey, we're just going to redo the Hunger Games movies in- as a TV I show. I probably now. wouldn't watch. Yeah, and, and in all seriousness, I'm probably not going to watch this show. Like- okay,
1: can I bring up the JK of it all and just blow up the whole yeah, podcast? Because sure. sure. I'd like to do that personally. If you were going to wade into this absolute minefield of doing anything with Harry Potter right now. If you're like, you know what? We're out of ideas. We need a cash grab. We need to reboot Harry Potter. You know what? Fine. There are enough people out there who would probably be into it, especially as a TV series where you can really dive in to the books in a lot of ways that the movies just couldn't because Mm. you got to cut a lot of stuff out especially in regards to like character work you know we didn't really get to develop with a lot of the more side characters of Mm. the series and even at times you sit there and go i don't really know much about movie ron and i don't really know much about you know xyz sure get that but then to have them come out and literally make a statement being like that's transphobia and trans rights are such an online issue yeah. like i don't i don't really we're not just not that's not a thing uh
0: yeah
1: mm, <laughs> yeah mm, that's probably the worst possible statement he should have just said nothing yeah he literally just should have been like oh i can't hear it." did someone have a question i don't because <laughs> mm, that literally would have gone over better probably than him being like that's very online mm. I hate to break it to the dude, spoiler, I don't hate to break it to the dude, but trans people exist off the internet as well. I don't know if anyone has informed him of of that being a thing, but uh, that's very much a real world thing, Yeah, and that is one of the most disgusting statements I've ever seen. If you're going to be that way, just own it and be like... We just like money, so we're bringing in JK <laughs> so we can do what we want. Because if she's attached, like we just there's not a whole bunch of bullshit to go through. Like we can just we don't have to pay it's her It's just out a thing. And, like yeah. we can just do that. Just if you're gonna do it, if you're gonna be a dickhead, just just please, come on. <laughs> it is the year twenty twenty three. Let's let's stop yeah. this.
0: Yeah, but that's like, and that's the infuriating part about it. And and it's funny, you know, like I always. There were three untouchable franchises: Harry Potter, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings. We now touched one.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, technically, we touched two.
0: Yeah, fair. But I, I, as in, like, this is the first time they've, they're there. Well, no, we're going back to the untouchable source.
1: Yeah, no, that's it's the fair. first
0: time someone's actually gone. No, we're going to redo the untouchable. Thing.
2: And it's kind of like a slap in the face, saying the movies aren't enough, or something
0: like yeah.
1: that. It's like, yeah. oh, they're so old and bad, and yeah, we've got to redo like, them. Like, you kidding?
0: Yeah. So, uh, so we look forward and, to that. And also, at some point.
1: Oh, and also, it's just kind of the most like they're not even being sly about it. They're like, oh, don't listen to Daniel Radcliffe doing his whole yeah. like thing that he's doing with the trans community. Don't don't look over there. Just don't. What Emma? I, what does Emma Watson say? No, we don't want you to look at what Emma I, I Watson. I do is love. Saying. I do
0: love that. Less than twenty four hours after that after that that video with Daniel dropped, yeah, was the leak. How hey, they're redoing Harry Potter. Less than twenty four hours, they're gonna redo Harry Potter, and then. And that was just the confirmation everyone needed. Cool. Daniel said no. That that was Daniel straight up said no. Which, and- you know
1: what? It, this is like the bare minimum for it should be at least. But the fact that he was like, you know what? Nope. They're probably going to offer me a lot of money to go back to that thing Ooh. that got me a lot of money in the first place. He not turned doing, down, he, not I, I, doing that. I can
0: guarantee he turned down $50 million.
1: But that's what I'm saying. He's like, no, nah, I'm actually super good not doing that.
0: Yeah. I can guarantee the three of them combined turned down $150 million on back-ended profits and everything. Yeah. There would be about $150 million between the three of them, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Anyway.
1: Anyway, thanks for coming to our TED Talk. <laughs> about how,
0: yeah, sorry, as, as someone who that franchise means the world to me. And, that's like your
1: Star Wars. Yeah, that's like it, your it, thing. You
0: know, like... Part of me wishes it was Lord of the Rings now, but. um,
1: You can't. It chooses you. You can't choose it. Like, uh, that's just how it works.
0: Yep. Anyway, let's move on to a slightly uh, other topic. Um, Elena, what have you watched this week?
1: So, you're going to have to carry this segment again. Carrying the podcast.
0: Carry this segment again.
2: (laughs) So, um, it's only been. We can't. It's only been four days since we recorded. So. Somehow I've watched four movies. <laughs> um, I did have a day off in, on like Wednesday and I was not commi- committing to any uni work, so I stayed home and watched movies. Um, but I watched EO, which was nominated for Best oh. International Feature at the Oscars and it was made a huge, like, huge noise um, in the film space and it's Polish. Yes, it is Polish. Mm. And it's basically about a donkey. Um, and he's just, you see him and you just instantly feel sad for him and he has these eyes that are just very sad eyes and instantly makes you feel bad for him and just, like, sympathize with him straight away. And actually, I don't know what gender this donkey is. <laughs> <laughs> the, so we're asking the hard-hitting All animals are men to me so that's just I, I, a you know what that's a vibe i dig I that. think because all my pets have always been boys so like i'll always assume that dogs and like <laughs> animals are men anyways <laughs> that's why i said he let's move on <laughs> the movie it is um only like 85 minutes long so it's a very quick one. which is why i went to see it after work i was exhausted but i was like i have to see this movie and it's only 85 minutes i can smash it out it's fine and um It's made me more emotionally exhausted because it's so depressing. Like, and it's genuinely just this donkey roaming around and people pick him up and take him places and he gets, like stuff happens to him and it's really, like it made me cry like three times. It was a lot. And I said in my Letterboxd review that he should have gotten an acting Oscar because he made me feel more in 85 minutes than Brendan Fraser did in 116 minutes. (laughs) Because genuinely, and I was like, how the hell is a donkey making me feel so much right now?
0: So, can I ask, now that you've seen EO, um, should Decision to Leave have been in there over it?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Decision to Leave should have been in over a different movie than EO. (laughs) EO was not the deciding factor here. (laughs)
0: that was the only that one you hadn't seen, wasn't it? That and the Quiet Girl. Oh, okay. Was
2: Argentina nominated? Argentina yeah. was, yeah. Yeah, I hadn't seen that either. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Then.
0: Okay.
2: Um, I'd only seen. What was nominated?
0: All Quiet.
2: All Quiet and. This the other one.
1: And. Uh, what the hell is it called? I saw
2: the other one.
0: Yeah.
1: Um...
2: This was the Quiet Girl, All Quiet on the Western Front, Fine. EO, Argentina and one more I don't know
1: why I can't think of what it's called. Oh my god. My brain looking is this failing up. me I'm right now. This up
0: right this very second.
2: Hold guys, we need to know.
0: Uh do, 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 do. hurry oh, up. Oh my god. <laughs> I know. I'm getting there.
1: Jesus, Jacob, god.
0: Ah. This is not easy. It's okay. Um, uh close.
2: Close. I had seen close. That's right. Um yeah. okay. Well, yep. <laughs> EO was amazing. I gave it five stars. I absolutely loved it. And it's very, like, the filmmaking style is really engaging and you just need to watch it. Mark my words. Folks, just watch it. Then I moved on to Ticket to Paradise. (laughs) Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Which...
1: Taylor, do you like that movie? I have fun with that yes, movie. Thank yes. Thank you. Fun fun. Jacob, do you like that movie? God, Jacob does not, not like that oh, movie. God, He's not. boring. Like
2: I was I loved <laughs> it. Was it. Awful. I didn't love it. But like it, it was, was Awful. You're you're just boring. It's it's so fun. I was laughing. I was like if this someone oh someone on Letterboxd said that if it was released in the 2000s it would be a classic. Like it For has sure. that kind of For humor sure. and yep. that Don't give me that look. <laughs> It's
1: George Clooney, it's Julia Roberts, deal with it. Anyway, that's all I need to say. Okay, I will say though, the movie has a lot of flaws. It is fun and the reason it's fun is because Clooney and Roberts have chemistry, you just don't get in rom-coms anymore. Exactly. Like they are just so effortless together. Yeah.
0: I do love how everything (laughs) Yeah, I look through letterbox at all my friends. Majority of the women love it. Majority of the males are like, this thing's what? stupid.
2: That, there you go. <laughs> I mean, that not track. for them. <laughs> that tracks. Not for men, anyway. <sighs> uh, then I moved on to Shoplifters, uh, which won the Palme d'Or in 2018.
0: I've heard of this. One. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, it's um, and the same director as Broker, which just came yeah, out. Yeah, that's right. Um, and it's about this kind of like found family um, and they come across. They are like sh- quite poor and they come. They shoplift quite often. Uh, like the film opens with a shoplifting scene. Um, and they come across this little girl who's like freezing and outside a house and they're not sure if she has parents or whatnot. So they take her home and just kind of care for her for the night and end up kind of taking her in permanently. But uh, stuff unravels and it's very. It's only two hours but it does kind of drag in parts which is why I didn't give it like a full five stars but I did really love it and its exploration of like cyclical poverty and found family um, and all, all the things it explores, uh, capitalism, all that, very poignant and I just – I adored it and it's really – what's the word? I don't know but yes – I can't talk right now, but also the children in it I actually liked, so that is a win in my books. Yeah,
0: wow, We've got you to like some children.
2: <laughs> yes, that in the
0: Florida project,
2: and then to cap off the da- this is a crazy day: Ticket to Paradise, Shoplifters, then The Evil Dead.
0: Nice, nice. And nice. I watched The Evil
2: Dead at two o'clock in the afternoon Ooh. when the sun was shining through the windows. It was very good. <laughs> um, but
0: is that the only one you've watched?
2: Yeah, I'm okay. trying to watch them all before rises. Um, but I don't know if I'll get around to it. But I at least watch the original. and
0: Try at minimum to watch two. Because two, yeah, is, two a, is
2: the one. Two apparently. is
0: the one, but it's also essentially just a remake. Because it's right. basically I'm redoing one, but now I have money.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like horrors on a low budget, though. Yeah. Make some better. Um, But, yeah, this is a 1970s... I've said this, like, everywhere. It's a 1970s movie. Like, I'm not... I'm calling it a 1970s movie. Even though it was released in the 80s. (laughs) Like, I'm sure it was, like, filmed basically on the cusp of, like, the 80s. So... Because it was only released in 1981. Mm. Uh, So, like, it's a 70s horror movie. I will be including it in my 70s horror (laughs) essay. Um, But, yeah, I only gave it three stars to many people's (laughs) dislike. Because... I don't know. I just couldn't stay focused and it was
0: like, look, I'm not, I think evil dead is not great. I like, I think it's fine. I think the evil, evil dead is a fine movie. Evil dead two is the movie.
2: I think I I really appreciated the horror of evil dead and like Mm. the prosthetics and all the makeup and the, like um, the practical effects that they used. It's all like really admirable, um, especially for the time and the budget that they had. And like Sam Raimi at being, he was like 20 Mm-hmm. And it was his first feature. Like, that I'm all like, hell yeah, all in. But the movie itself, I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Uh,
0: By the way, I know I'm going to get the text that Blake is currently writing uh, and screaming at me uh, for saying that Evil Dead is a fine movie.
2: Well, yeah. (laughs) He he commented on my review and is like three stars. (laughs) Excuse me. Um, So I've already gotten slammed for that. So your turn.
0: Yeah, my turn.
2: Anyway, that was it. That's me, let's move on.
0: <laughs> All right, well, this week uh, we're going to talk, we've got two topics to talk about. Uh, before we get into our main topic, however, we are going to dive into what, we're going to have a look back, it's it's April, we've gone through, we're a quarter of the way through the year, so let's have a look through what we've seen so far and what have we loved, like what are our favourite movies of the year so far, and uh, uh, I, I'll, I'll start with one that we talked about last week, Air. I, like, that's that's on the cusp for me. Um, again, I, th- I think it's a very well-made, well-directed movie that has some flaws, but again, I, I think it's got great performances, it's really well-written, and it's really well-directed, and I enjoyed it. So, yeah, it's on my... It, that's, that's on my favourite films of the year so far.
2: Perfect. That's on the cusp of mine as well. It's, like, number six, but I just put um, Pamela, A Love Story, above it, the Pamela Anderson documentary, because... I kind of watched it because I watched the Pam and Tommy series and knew that it was very flawed. So I wanted to hear it from her, like her voice. So I think it was a really well-directed documentary and every, like I, when I started getting into film, the thing I wanted to do was direct documentaries. So I was like always searching about like how a documentary should be made. Like I know way, way too many facts about documentaries. Um, but yeah, so it was really raw, really honest, and I really appreciated how it used her story and communicated it in such a gentle lens. And
1: yeah, I, re- I think really fondly of that movie. So yeah, that's mine. Cool. Um, so I'm at a very sad number of I've only seen twenty three, twenty twenty three films at this point. So kicking
0: miles. I've I've seen. I've not even seen 16 yet, so... Jacob, <laughs> I've seen honestly, 14. you started
1: the year of seeing, like... You saw, like, the, or, 50 movies in yeah, a I week know, or something, know, uh, and now you've just... This is what
0: happened when I had COVID, <laughs> and then I didn't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, mine, I guess, that I'm going to talk about first, uh, is one that we just recently talked about, which is Dungeons & Dragons. I The more I think about that film, the more that I fall in love with it. Like, I, I had so much fun seeing it. But then the more time I sit with it, I'm like, man, that movie was just fun. And it was really well made. And the practical effects were really, really cool and really delivered in a way that I've talked about this on the podcast before. I feel like we're just craving as audiences at this point. We just want those things that feel tangible and magical at the same time. And Dungeons and Dragons really, really delivered on those. Jonathan is my favorite thing to ever exist still. <laughs> we need a spin spinoff immediately. <laughs> Um, but no, and I really do think not only is it a movie that has really cool practical effects that really service the world building, um, and really immerse you into the story they're telling. It also just has so much heart. Like it's a story about family and love and grief. Um, and it's just so... It's just beautifully done, honestly. Like at the end, I was like, "Why am I crying in a Dungeons and Dragons movie?" Also, I hope I cry at the end of every Dungeons and Dragons movie because this was awesome. So that one, that one is one of my tops for sure.
0: Yeah, that that's uh, number four on my list so far. Um, I. And again, I said this on the podcast. The the sincerity is what wins it over. It's just it how sincere it is about its world, about the film that it's making. It, it's there's not a hint of cynicism, of winking at the audience, of going, "No, we know how silly this is." We're we're winking with you. We're laughing with you. It's like no. Go, we're, like, we're treating this seriously, and in but still in the fun, adventurous spirit that it needed to be. And I think that's what makes this film work so well and why it's such a fun adventure movie that we don't get anymore. Like, we don't get these type of movies made anymore. And so, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's why it's on mine. So,
2: um, another one of mine I talked about last week is Ry Lane. Um, I'm interested to see if this stays anywhere near my top 10 because I feel like it could drop down but at the moment I'm just obsessed with it and I keep thinking about it and just awesome rom-com that I hope we get more like this and again I talked about it last week so I
1: won't dwell on it but (laughs) amazing. Um, this one is gonna get me booed off the panel, but it's fine. Um, sixty-five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I respect it. Uh, no, like, like I
0: said, look, it's it's close to mine. Like, like it's, it's close, but that's also an indictment more on the movies I've seen.
1: No personal attacks on that our wasn't favorite atta- list.
0: No, that wasn't attack on you. That's my list is awful. <laughs>
1: That is definitely an attack. You're like, oh, yes, just 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 It's near near the top for me, but that's because my list is garbage. So, (laughs) anyway. Um, Yeah, look. Adam Driver, check. Sci-fi dinosaur stuff, check. Father-daughter adorable relationship, check. Adam Driver covered in sweat and dirt and rolling around being all gross and awesome, also check, you know? Fun sci-fi film. Definitely want to watch it again. Cool shit. I don't know, man. You don't really need to give me much. You give no. me Adam Driver in a cool sci-fi movie, I'm like, hell yeah.
0: No, that's Let's fair. Go. That's fair. So
1: you know She's a simple woman. She's I very have a much... simple woman with simple requests that somehow <laughs> Hollywood is just failing to understand. <laughs> and I'm not alone in that.
0: <laughs> um So my next one is just this is also a very much personal taste for me and that is scream six i love scream six so much i just i love and if if i'm and the more i think about it there's there's a serious chance this should actually be higher um but i i just it's so hard for me to hate these movies i i don't know if i could actually hate one of these movies and everything this movie does is fun I'm smiling giddily from ear to ear the entire time. I just, yeah, it, it's it's a Scream movie. And, and, and that's just a personal thing. <laughs> there are problems. Don't get me wrong. And if people say that they don't like it, I can completely and totally understand why because there are massive problems with it. I don't care. It's a Scream movie and I have fun with it.
2: Same, but it's not <laughs> on my list. Um, next on my list is Knock at the Cabin, oh. which I... Again, I have not stopped thinking about it since I saw it. And I went into it because I'm one of those people that has only seen two, three in that Shyamalan movies, which are The Sixth Sense, Split, yeah. and Glass. That's it.
0: Oh, uh, okay. I didn't realize really you'd appalling seen both I didn't realize you'd seen both. I, I Glass was, and Split? Yeah. I thought well, you'd it. Yeah, Split seen was one my other. first. So right. The Sixth Sense,
2: I only watched like a week before Knock at the Cabin. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. But anyway, um, we digress. I. So I went into this like at the time all the like discourse came back up of like and like Shyamalan being really divisive and that people either hate or love him. Um and I saw a lot of both sides. But so I went into this kind of scared of if I'd like it or not. Um but I ended up loving it and was like at one point I was like, Am I gonna give this five stars? <laughs> and then I thought about it, I was like, mm, maybe not, but if I rewatch it Honestly, I might because I was really down on this movie and um, especially Dave Bautista at the centre of it. Like, he's incredible and, like, I can see him, if he keeps taking roles like this in June, like, he could get an Oscar one day maybe. Yeah. At least a nomination. I don't disagree
0: with I, that. I've, I've always said, like, you know, The Rock's, when, when it was that was a discussion about is it The Rock or Dave, I went, you know, the Rock's probably always going to be the movie star. Rock's going to, end, and, I mean, well, might not anymore. Yeah. But he was always going to be the movie star. If there was an, a, a wrestler who's going to win an Oscar, it's Dave Bautista. Mm-hmm. At some point, there is a serious chance if he gets the right role at,
2: at the, the right time,
0: time, he could actually win an
2: Oscar. 100%. And um, yeah, this watching this movie made me really excited to dive into Shyamalan's um, filmography, which I will do at some point in the future. But yeah. That I'm, I'm not going to be surprised if this movie stays in my at least like top
0: fifteen. So I was gonna uh, when we get to the end, I want to ask that actually. Okay. Yeah.
1: Cool. Um. So my next one is At Midnight, which is oh, still my one of my favorite movies of the year. It's just such a fun, cute, charming little rom com. Like Monica Barro and Diego Bonetta are both really great in it. It's just I really like the humor. Um. And it's just. It's just cute. Like, I'm not asking for much from my rom-coms, even though somehow a lot of them these days just can't figure that out. <laughs> but it's just a simple fun movie. They have good chemistry. Like it definitely ventures into like absurdity at points, which I love when it just again, it's being absurd but it's like not trying to play it off as like ah you, like, yeah, this is absurd, but, like, isn't this cringy? Like, no, they're just being absurd, fun, mm. rom-com vibes. So that one uh, is still pretty high up on my list.
0: Um, You already mentioned Knock at the Cabin. Uh, I, I think Knock at the Cabin is probably the most thoughtful experience I've had in the theaters this year. I think it's the one that sitting there and just being kind of overwhelmed with everything that has happened as watching it. um, Again, B- Batista is incredible. And I think he is the standout in this film far and away. But I also think uh, Shyamalan's directing is incredible in this. And I, I nah, Knock at the Cabin, you, you already said, it. it's just a fantastic movie. And I'm, um, yeah, I, I really, really love that movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Next up for me is Creed Three, which
0: I was gonna. Okay, I I thought there was. Uh, I yeah, I'll, I'll wait until you go. But yeah, keep going. Sorry.
1: Okay, <laughs> I love how you interrupt and then don't actually. No, explain. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. He'll get to it.
2: He'll, his thought will process. It will. Um, yeah. If you would have told me that Creed Three would be. <laughs> very likely like like at this point to be like my second favorite film of the year i like what like i don't know i just had no hope in this movie i was like yeah i'll watch it and then I just I, I think about that one scene with the back sweat like daily maybe more than daily like, like every hour nearly <laughs> i just i need to see it again desperately and i'm so mad that I wasn't able to see it on, like, a VMAX big screen again because yeah. um, it's just unmatched, and I was so, like, giddy after watching that movie. Same with my number one, and they're very manly man movies, which is why I'm, like, reconsidering who I am as a woman. <laughs> and, yeah, that's me. That's fair.
1: Um, second on my list is Scream. And this one, I don't know, this one to me is really the movie that sold me on this new cast, that like Mm -hmm. sold me on the new crew that we've gotten as kind of our main players in this version of Scream. Because as much as I enjoyed the last film where we all got introduced to everyone, this one really to me just felt like, okay, these actors understand their characters. These characters understand their relationships to each other. We understand what their connection is to this specific world. Um, and it was just a lot of fun. It had your typical kind of Scream callbacks. It had its in-universe metaverse, you know, kind of references. Um, but it was also just a good story um, that that kept me guessing and trying to figure out what the hell was going on. And um, and yeah, I just I just had a lot of fun with it. It's definitely top tier of the Scream movies for me. So, which is very strange. Until <laughs> I met Jacob, I would scream movies I wouldn't have touched with a ten foot pole. It's like absolutely not, no way.
0: Um, I have a feeling you and I have the same number one, probably. Uh, so I am going to let you go first because I have a feeling we have the same number one. But I have also a feeling I know what your number one is, and I'm going to be very quiet for the next five minutes.
2: So my number one is Operation Fortune <laughs> by Guy Ritchie. <laughs> What the the feminist film.
1: feminist anthem <laughs> by Guy Ritchie. <laughs> and it is a film.
2: Jokes. It is John Lee Chapter 4. Um, I don't know what to say. It is, we, one, we talked about it, and two, it's just like it speaks for itself. Uh, to some people, <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> Jacob was Jacob like it's it's speaking to me, all right, but I don't think it's saying the same. Jacob's,
0: Jacob's being very quiet, but he's and, wrong.
1: Um, so, it's hey, like, Jacob's
0: admitted he is wrong. Clearly,
2: well, then f- why, if you know you're wrong, change your opinion.
0: I'm wrong in them in how everyone else. I know how I felt about it, but I am very. No, I'm wrong gaslighting in
2: that. you into. Right, you need okay. to think differently.
0: yep Okay.
2: Thank <laughs> you. Um, but yeah, this, it's just incredible, and it's made me like really want to dive into the action genre. And I just love when I watch a movie, and it makes me want to explore something more about it. Stop laughing. No, I'm more <laughs> laughing at
0: how disappointed you're going to be going into the action genre. It's like, I just, John Wick is so good. It's like, dude, you're, you're starting at the best.
1: Like, Yeah, in- you're about to go down. <laughs> yeah, but like, I
2: mean, in Western well, like,
0: yeah, no, okay, into- fair. I'll give you that. Sorry, I will give you
2: that. Make me a list of like, Asian action movies to
0: Fair, go I will 100% give you that one, yes. Thank you. If, you. if you are, yes, no, sorry, yes. West. If, if you're going to go Western, oh boy, are you starting at the top. Yes,
2: <laughs> I understand that, which is why I'm not starting with America. <laughs> America sucks. Sorry, Taylor. <laughs> um, <laughs> this has gone ham, but yeah, John Wick Chapter 4, I'm not going to be surprised if it's in my, I, I think you said we're going to have this conversation, but. Yeah. It's very much saying at the
1: top. Listen, people are allowed to insult America and say it sucks. You just cannot insult our national anthem party in the USA. Why would I ever? So I'm just throwing that out there to the listeners. A disclaimer. Not allowed to dis- disrespect our uh, our community-voted new national anthem. <laughs> um, yeah, so how do you want to do this?
0: Okay, so we both have the same number. It, it, it's Crate 3, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, Crate it's 3, crate, so you, yeah. you can go.
1: Um... Yeah, so Michael B. Jordan should just direct more things, Yes, basically, is what I took away from this. He has such an interesting vision and such an interesting perspective, and he so clearly has very specific influences. Um, You can tell how much he loves anime and non-American cinema, which is awesome, Mm -hmm. because we need more of that, 100%. But not only that, I think that... You know, just because of who he is, he has really interesting stories that I'm sure that he wants to tackle. So what I'm saying is someone needs to give Michael B. Jordan another film to direct, like, immediately, because that would be awesome. Um, Yeah, I just, I really think this movie does such a service to the Rocky franchise and the Creed franchise both. I think it's just high-quality filmmaking all around. The acting is just in a different caliber Um, and the story not only fits in well into this universe, but it fits in well to its own contained movie, which I don't think a lot of franchises these days manage to do. A lot of entries into franchises kind of just serve the franchise as a whole and forget to tell their own contained story. But this one does not fall into that trap, which I love. Um, But yeah, it's still, it's still just a movie I think about a lot because it was very bold for a first-time director to make the kind of choices that are made in this film and to pull them off um yeah it's just aesthetically awesome and story-wise awesome and technically like it's just it just slaps basically is what i'm saying
0: i just looked up because i was like oh you know because i was thinking what would i want michael to do next and i know that they're working on that with without remorse sequel Mm. i was like oh He'd be really good to do that. Like, as another one that's a sequel. No, uh Chad's doing it. Oh, that's his. That's his John Wick follow up. He's not. He's not doing like he, after John Wick chapter four. He's doing Rainbow Rainbow Six. Movie.
1: <laughs> Damn. <laughs> he's
2: doing what? Sorry, the so Rainbow Six without Re- without
0: yeah, remorses was a Paramount uh, Paramount Plus movie a couple of uh, two years ago. Right. Like, like you know the um, Jack Ryan series, yeah. and yeah, well, Michael B. Jordan's in it. And they're doing a sequel, and Chad's directing it. And I was like, there oh, man, I would have liked like, Michael B. Jordan. And I was like, oh, yeah, he'd be good for it. But oh, Chad, that's all right. I'll Doesn't take Chad you? doing that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, look, Creed Three is just an awesome, awesome movie. Uh, it hits every single beat that you want it to hit. The story beats, everything about it just works so well that – yeah, you, you. By the end of it, you're extremely emotional, and you walk away going, "Holy God, damn! Michael B. Jordan is a talented director." And you tell you,
2: which was you know, so surprising. Like yeah. I saw that he was directing it, I was like, "Ugh!" <laughs> <laughs> and like, I will watch everything he does. Oh yeah, to have until this he is, proves me wrong.
0: Yeah, to have this as your debut. What a what a debut! That's mm. incredible. Um. So I want to go around. Okay, will John reach Chapter four B on your top ten?
2: Are we like predicting basically? Yeah, do,
0: do, you, do you okay with yes. where you're at? Do you think any of these movies will be in your top 10 by the end of the year?
2: I think John Wick, probably John Wick, is the only one that will probably be in my top
0: 10. Yeah. Tell. Um,
1: mm,
2: do you guys have any five star movies that you've given in? No. Yeah. John the- Wick is five stars for me, so yeah. I feel like that's got a good chance, yeah. but the rest are just four.
1: Um,
0: <sighs> I'm really hard on five stars, though. It's really hard. Yeah, you
1: Lately,
2: I've been so easy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why.
1: Um, you know... Ah, oh, that's tough. I think, I think if it is, I think if Creed 3 is, it'll be right on the cusp. Like, if it is, it'll be 10th but I don't know if that's going to be the case.
0: Without being sounding harsh and without sounding mean to Creed 3, if it is in my top 10, I don't think we're in for a great year of film. And that's, that's because the caliber of film that I yeah, know are yeah. coming, yeah. if it, it would mean they didn't live up to the hype. Yeah. They, the, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that the, the, they weren't. And that's not to diminish Creed 3 because Creed 3 is a fantastic and wonderful movie, but it would just mean that – like i i would be i would be shocked at this point if it is in my top 10 by the end of the Mm. year it would just basically mean oh we weren't in we're in for a pretty rough year in film Mm. so like a pretty as in we're gonna have a few disappointments all right let's move on does anyone else have anything else they want to mention from this year so far in film like uh Mm. what are we thinking about the year so far
2: Pretty I mean so far we've kind of only gotten like the mainstream kind of stuff. Yeah. And all the movies I've seen that are like the Indies are from last year technically. Mm, yeah. Like we are just getting them really late. So I think it's only until we get mid year to like
0: uh, yeah.
2: like our spring. That's yeah. a season. Um <laughs> I was trying to think of the freaking season. Um not like I feel like once we get to there we will start getting like I'll start getting more like of the indie kind of really good stuff but yeah. my 2023 list at the moment is basically just all like
0: the I mean, blockbusters well stuff. everything online is everything I've seen in the theater like yeah. I haven't again and that's also me not watching movies at home at the moment so um mm. yeah all right let's move on so again we're going to play this fun game uh look we understand that this inherently isn't what you should be doing with movies and putting them in some competition. But at the same time, it's fun, and we don't care. Yeah, we're just having fun with this. There is, I am not taking any of this with any with any form of seriousness. You are. You no, specifically. Uh, no, as, okay, okay. What okay. did you
1: What did you say to me earlier? You said you you pointed at me and said you do this for the vibes well, and the yeah, chaos uh, okay, that's and you do it to get it right. That is <laughs> what you said no, to me. No, but I'm
0: more meaning it like I am not going to be I'm not going to be like you know, if I see some of these movies and they suck, I'm not going to be like
2: disappointed that yeah, you know, like, haven't gotten right. Yet. Yeah,
0: like it, it's just more this is for fun. This is for I, I'm going at it from a I want to get this right point of view and, and more from the point of view and experiment of how well can we predict where the academy trends go? Do you mm-hmm. understand? Like, so that's for me how I approach it. You, uh, Taylor, you approach it from the I want chaos and fun point kind of view. Kind
1: of. I do still try to get it somewhat right, but yeah. I look at it from a bit of a more chaotic lens of like, yeah. you know.
0: And Elena, you.
2: I'm winning, winning it. I just, I'm just, I've been told, I've been given a task. I'm trying to complete that
1: task. Yeah. So I, these could yeah. be wildly different yeah. lists.
0: <laughs> so we're going to go through the 10 best. So we're going to go through, sorry, the six major categories mm. and give what we think will be nominated in each major category. Yep. This is April the 13th of. Uh, 2023, Uh, 2023. so we are a good 11 months before the Academy Awards. If we get any of these correct, I'll be amazed. So I have
1: no confidence in any of this,
0: by the way. All right, so let's start. I've
1: I've got my physical notebook and pen out for this. (laughs) She is ready. She
0: is absolutely ready. All right, let's start with the big one. Um, how uh,
1: how are we gonna do this?
0: Uh, just want to read your ten. I'll I'm re- not going first. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, uh, I'll read my ten. You read your ten. You and then we can have a discussion. All right. All okay. right. My ten: the color purple, dumb money, killers of the flower moon, maestro, Napoleon, Oppenheimer, past lives, poor things, saltburn, and Wonka.
1: Oh my! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I am going to defend.
0: I am defending Wonka being there. Right.
2: Trust me, I want to. You. you know how I feel about Timothy <laughs> Chalamet, but that's hilarious. Anyway, is it my turn? Yes. <laughs> my hands are sweating. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. Okay. Saltburn, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, uh, The Book of Clarence, Poor Things. Oh, I haven't been counting how many. That's five. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Past Lives, The Color Purple, Asteroid City, um, Bobby,
1: <laughs> and Ferrari. <clears throat> right. Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, Across the Spider Verse, Barbie, Asteroid City. The Bike Riders, Dune Part 2, The Color Purple, Maestro, and Blitz.
2: Yeah, I completely forgot about Dune Part (laughs) 2. So, um.
0: I. Yeah, okay. Um. So, okay, you both have Asteroid City.
2: Yep. I'm not confident on it. And honestly, now that I remember that Dune Part 2 exists, (laughs) I'd probably swap that out. I don't know how I completely forgot about that. (laughs) To me, this is Wes's bounce back. Yeah. yeah after the french dispatch
0: fair
1: like because that's what i was like oh french dispatch didn't get much but yeah i, and I think this is his bounce back i okay. think um because i think the academy very much likes wes anderson mm-hmm. it just the french dispatch just wasn't wasn't it mm-hmm. you know like and sometimes that happens sometimes the kind of best filmmakers out there have one where it just whether mm-hmm. it's and what year was that in it
0: was 21 21 Plus, it was also mm-hmm. hit the problem it with the other deal. problem was also it was through the COVID lens yeah. and exactly. it yeah. was, yeah, it got missed. So, okay, yeah. Um, what's Blitz?
1: Blitz is the new McQueen movie mm-hmm. with oh, Sir Sharon in, and yeah,
0: yep, that's a good one. Yeah. That is a very good one. Um, so you and I both had Saltburn, mm-hmm. I think Saltburn's. I have a I have a good feeling about Saltburn. Um, Emerald Fennel's new one—that's basically Emerald Fennel doing um, the Talented Mister Ripley. So I, I have a feeling that that's going to go really well. Um, uh, one that I I have a feeling is going to be kind of like a big short is Dumb Money. It's the it's
2: Craig Gillespie. It's Craig yeah. Gillespie
0: doing the GameStop. Story. So the the GameStop Wall Street bets Mm, story, and I have a feeling it's going to be one of those kind of just big short. How is this story real? Type movies. Craig Gillespie's comedy work. I think his humor works will work. um, It's by the guy who wrote social. It's the guy who wrote the book for that social networks based off. So. I, like I have a feeling there's this thing could actually be fairly successful um my big my big one though is color purple I have a real big feeling about color purple um, big giant musical also it's a remake of an, a beloved Oscar movie the the most Pretty sure it's the most wins without being, no, the most nominations without a best picture nomination or something. Like it's, it's, yeah, some insane Oscar thing. So yeah, I, I, I have a big feeling about color purple. Um, you had Ferrari.
2: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's because, like, I, I, I explained it before we started, but I did my list with just the best picture, like, picks and then i was like oh let me just put everything in this letterbox list (laughs) with and then i noted like all the directors the actress the thing and then i realized there were 15 movies in there and i forgot which ones i
1: picked for picture so Um, yeah that
0: where are you on ferrari i don't i don't know like i
1: don't i don't know what to expect like i have no idea what to expect out of ferrari like um (laughs) sorry it, to me, it's it's one of those movies that it's going to go one way or the other. It's got the acclaimed director. It's got the all star cast. Is it going to be freaking you know House of Gucci or is it going to be you know like fucking whatever? Yeah, like, my, I I,
0: my I big, just don't know. It, mm, it, it, it's sour at this point. But my biggest concern is Michael Mann. Like that's actually my biggest concern going into the movie is Michael Mann's really struggled lately as a filmmaker in the last like mm-hmm. 15 years he's not really had a big hit uh this movie has been in development hell for years right they have tr- like my, christian bale was going to play him at one point like they have tried to make this movie for nearly a decade so something about that just has me concerned and has me a little um a little worried for it uh another another one that I- okay let me explain the wonka let me let me let me explain why
1: this mean actor Timothy Shalman? Please dive into the Wonka of it all for us please.
0: Okay, here is why I think Wonka is going to be the best picture nominee. One, it is the family movie of the year. I think at the end of the like it's going to be a massive family hit in December. There is also the Paul King of it all. And I have a feeling that the Paul King of it all is going to be massive. Uh, Paul King is an incredibly talented filmmaker. Um, this is going to, and I, I just have a real big feeling for some reason. Paddington is the thing; is just it kind of Paddington release dates were always weird because in the US they were January, so they were never Oscar eligible. But every, but everyone else they were December, so every so it was always in the lists for that year, and it was it was a real weird thing. This is the this is a December movie. I have a feeling this is going to be a big one for Warner Brothers and everything. I think they're really going to push behind it. And I just think
2: I need to see a trailer or
0: something. First no, to and know, I know because I'm I,
2: like, to me, it's just like LoL the Wonka movie and Timothy Chalamet's singing in a musical about
1: Willy Wonka. Well, like, especially after we got the De- the depth version, yes, like
0: that's fair. I know it
1: has. So I know it has its fans. I am not one of them. No, I'm not either. Um, I, I think am. It's a, So like I, if we're going deep again, like I can't, I can't do that. Like,
0: (laughs) Um, but I, the reason why I do think this is going to be a big one is Paul King. That's Mm -hmm. is Paul King, and it's Timothy Chalamet. I definitely
2: trust both of them very much. Yeah, and
0: and that's that's where I've I've really like gone. All right, I'm I'm really backing Wonka, and I. Yeah,
1: I and. It could end up being great. I just feel like trying to remake a Wonka movie is such a lose lose situation. Yeah, mm. because there are things that are so specific to it that fans want to see, but then like you don't want to redo the same movie all over mm. again. So it's really going to take a strong artistic vision to pull it off, which yeah. I'm hoping to see. It's just very delicate, I think, in terms of getting that right.
0: Um, poor things
1: mm. from yorgos I don't have it on my you list. Have,
0: so, oh, you don't have them? So, nope. I'm a little surprised by that. Um, no. Nah. No. Just nah. not. Okay.
1: L- listen the the academy is not usually mm. that fond of Yorgos. No, that's that's usually true. that is true. Like he's he's way out there mm. most of the time, and people are like, oh yeah, but the academy got behind the favorite. Listen. Mm. the favorite is not that weird when it comes to yorgos type films yes, true. like yeah, it's yes. probably his most mainstream thing that yeah. he's done mm. and this the synopsis of this movie does not sound <laughs> like it's going to fall into that but honestly weirder things have happened mm. i i just personally don't see it but again i want to see like a, an actual trailer to yeah. like is. See yes, see, vibe-
2: i had never read the synopsis <laughs> 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 Upon drowning herself to escape her abusive husband, a woman has her brain replaced with the brain of her unborn yeah. child yeah. with the help of an eccentric scientist. Yep, that's Yorgos. And Willem Dafoe yeah. is that eccentric yeah.
0: scientist. Yeah. Oh, we'll fucking get, yes. We'll yeah. get to that. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. Anyway.
1: Yeah. So, um, as much as I would love to see the Academy go that chaotic, I true. just, I don't know. <laughs> True. I I don't know. No, I could
2: fair. be wrong, yeah. but I don't know. I'm um, rethinking a lot now,
1: but it's too late. <laughs> do you,
0: do you either I can't remember if either of you had Napoleon. Nope. No. No, okay. I I do. I have Napoleon. I have a feeling this is this is the one that Apple TV are going to put a lot of money behind. Mm. It's a 100 million dollar film. They're going to have this and killers. Well, yeah, going to. Obviously say. As, as well, but this is I have a feeling this one it's really Scott they're really going to push this film. I, I I at least I have a feeling they will. Um And, yeah, I, I Have they
2: been that fond of Ridley Scott in the past, like, recently, though? Not, Not particularly. Particular. I guess that doesn't really matter, but...
0: No, I mean, House of Gucci didn't do well. Um,
1: the last... I e- mean, all, everyone failed The Last Duel, which yeah, makes last
0: me duel angry. Didn't. Um, all the Money in the World did decently. It got... Mm. It got, what's his name, an Oscar nomination.
1: Plumber. Yeah, it got <laughs> yeah. Plumber
0: Oscar nomination... Um, The Martian did very well, but I always is that
1: Ridley Scott. That's I mean, okay, technically
0: it's it's Ridley Scott, but I've I've always said the strength of that movie is the screenplay, and you could have had anyone direct that movie. I
2: literally am just finding out that that was Ridley Scott. It's Ridley Scott. It's Ridley Scott. It was
0: Ridley Scott's first good movie in forever. Um. But the strength the, was the screenplay. But this, yeah, Drew Goddard was meant to direct it, and then he pulled out because he was doing so I think he was doing the um, he was doing the uh, Sinister Six movie that never happened. So mm. yeah. Anyway, yeah. All right. Um, Oppenheimer.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, it's we, on, do, we all have, do we all yeah. have? Oppenheimer? I think yeah. we all do. Yep. <laughs> Uh, one that you two have that I don't because I do not think it's going to be an Oscar Darling despite what the internet keeps telling me is Barbie.
2: Yeah, uh, look, that was also one that I don't know if it was in my best picture list, but I saw it and I'm like, yes, I have to we have to manifest
1: here. <laughs> I'm not backing down. If no, you're putting fucking fair. Wonka on your list, you're no, not allowed to no, not not allowed fuck. Wonka.
0: <laughs> no, do it. I I look. I, it would be I would love to see it if it happens. Like I, again, assuming the movie's good, but like, yeah, just yeah, that's
2: the thing. It's really going to depend
0: on like what the movie yeah, is well, actually yeah, the like. The yeah. Um,
1: I mean, to be fair, that's all of these movies.
0: Uh, no, exactly. Yes. That are all, yes. 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 all yes. of them so. for for all no. of us. It's like, yeah, Killers, uh, Killers yeah, of the Flower Moon. I've got it
1: there. Yeah, it's Scorsese. I've yeah. got it there.
0: Um, I it okay. So I did honorable mentions. I had a few. Because I did not. No no, 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 I'm not. No, gonna, no. No, no, I'm not going to. But you've mentioned two of them that I had. I also had Spider Man. Uh, I, I have a feeling there. Well, is you're a, a
1: coward and you didn't put yeah, it on your list. So. I know no. I'm the coward who didn't put it do. on my
0: list. Um, I have a feeling you could be right. I, I yeah, really definitely. do. Like, like if this is the one that hit, if it hits big. Um, this could be the animated film of the year that they decide, no, we're going to put this on.
1: And they do like the trend of putting one animated in they, Best Picture if, mm. if there's one that kind of meets the yeah, standards. So. Yeah.
0: Um. I, so I could see that. And then Bike Riders was the other one that I had that was I was I have really that considering.
1: Who's that? I, that one is Jeff Nichols. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, his next project. So.
0: Um, The last one for me, unless you guys want to bring up any more, was Maestro.
1: I have Maestro. You have yeah. Maestro.
0: Mm-hmm. My I I gut feel about Maestro. Mm, um, that's fair. But I have it. But so does every other man and their dog. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. I mean,
1: uh, so okay. To me, it's more like. To me, it's more. I am fascinated to see Bradley Cooper doing this again mm. to step into that role because he was so successful the first time. Yeah and i do think that i don't know i ha- i have a gut feeling just because i have a gut feeling about the way the academy feels about him yeah um but i don't know how i feel about how the movie is actually going to be yeah. at this point
0: um and then yeah so is there any other ones you guys want to mention i mean that we haven't really talked about
1: we I've had past lives did you i don't both?
0: no yeah don't we know. both do i well, you guys do it's an, it's my a24 movie I think that's the one they're going to push. Uh, mm. yeah, they're they're promoting it now. Everyone who's seen it says says it's fantastic. So I, I I have a feeling about past lives, but. Same. I, um, uh, anything else we want to...
1: I mean, we're going to get into it as we keep... Alright, like,
0: let, right, let's keep going. There's a reason
1: these are on the Best Picture list. Yeah, that,
0: that is true. Alright, uh, let's talk about Best Director.
1: This one gave me a fucking headache. <laughs> this is disgusting.
0: Alright, well, do you want to start with yours? No,
1: but I guess I will. Um, so I have Nolan for Oppenheimer. I've got McQueen for Blitz. I've got Anderson for Asteroid City. Uh, Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon. And I've got our girl Greta for Barbie.
0: All right. Elena?
2: I've got Emerald Fennel for Salt Burn. Martin Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon. <laughs> Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer. Um, Greta Gerwig for Barbie. And Yorgos for Poor Things. All
0: right. Yeah. Um. I'm going to be the weird one, and this is interesting. You wouldn't have told me this. All right, I have Bradley Cooper for Maestro, Uh Blitz Buzz, Buzzlewool for the color purple, mm. Emerald Fennel for Saltburn, Martin Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon, and Yorgos for Poor Thing. Yeah. I don't have Nolan.
2: That's
1: really bold.
0: I I don't know. I, I got. I I think.
1: Man, I think you guys are. Way too confident about this, your ghost. Thing. <laughs> no, admittedly,
2: I, no. Be, I didn't have your ghost like five minutes ago. I had to delete something. I don't know what it was, but <laughs> I'd like I, I I be, something. I'd be happy
1: about it. But
0: no, and you're right. You are. I also are probably don't think right. it was
2: in my first picture lineup. But I just, uh, I, yeah. I'm stressing.
0: That's fair. Uh, you're probably, you are probably right. Um That I'm, I've got your ghost a little too high. Uh, and in that case, I probably would put Nolan in, but...
2: I'd probably put McQueen in. Wait, did you say McQueen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. McQueen in. But again, that one was completely off my radar for some reason. Yeah.
0: Um, but I I think, I, I've personally, I've got Blitz winning this for Colour Purple. Uh, I've got a real, mm. i got a gut feel about Colour Purple. Yeah, That's- Yeah, I I have a real big... um, I mean,
1: I'm not talking winners. No, and that's fair. You can, but this was stressful enough. I have an (laughs) ulcer for just trying to make this list in the first place.
0: Um, Look, again, we kind of talked about it with Best Picture, but I've got Bradley Cooper for Maestro. I think that's going to be... uh, I I really do think we're going to see... The Academy – again, the Academy have proven over the last decade they love Bradley Cooper, but they're not l- in love with him to give him a freaking award yet. Not yet.
1: Not yet. <laughs>
0: um, but I, I think we, I could definitely see him be nominated a lot for this yeah. movie again. Yeah, for sure. Um, again, like I said, I think Color Purple is going to do well. Big. Emerald, I think, is also uh, – Saltburn, I, I've i got, I, really got some confidence in Saltburn. I have a feeling that Saltburn's going to do mm. – Again,
1: I hope I'm wrong, but I feel like it's gonna gonna be that situation where she got a bunch of nominations the first time around, and then the second time around they're kinda just kind of
2: like small slop like, kind of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah what,
1: I, and I'm not saying that as an indictment on what I think the quality of the film is going to be. Mm. I just I don't know.
0: Yeah, and, and I also look. This is a tough story. Talented yeah, Mr. Yeah. Ripley is a very tough story, and. It didn't do particularly well the last time that it did it, so it, it's not the easiest story to tell. So that's fair. Uh, Scorsese, this one was tough for me because again, the four-hour runtime. I Is think it it,
2: actually four hours. It's You're gonna, you guys are going to have to drag me to see this, and like, <laughs> and we're going to have to force me or coffee, and like,
0: we're going to be in a different country.
2: <laughs> oh God, uh, I'm not watching it, Blake. <laughs> SOS, yeah. <laughs> help! Someone's gonna have to make me watch this movie.
0: Um, but I, I look. I don't a hundred percent know it's gonna be four hours, but I know it's going to be. It's, it's gonna be it's over long. three. I know it's over three. Um, and then yeah. Uh, so you, you both had Greta.
1: Yep, it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. I don't know what to tell you.
0: Uh, you want to talk about McQueen?
1: Um, sure. So I. I kind of just put McQueen in here because I think that, um, first of all, he's a a very talented filmmaker, Mm -hmm. obviously. Um, he's got a good track record, had this success with 12 Years a Slave. Um, and I do think that it's a story that the Academy is really going to grasp onto. You know, it's a war film. It's about, um... A group of Londoners during the war, getting, having dealing with aerial bombs in the British capital. Like, so it's a war film, which the Academy tends to like. It's by a really talented filmmaker, McQueen, and it's got Sir Sharon and Harris Dickinson. Oof. So, like,
2: I'm gonna like this. Yeah. Like,
1: you know, I just, I just feel like it has all the makings of being that film, the one that is really well made, really well acted. Um, and we all like war movies, so apparently, so like that's just kind of why I put it there.
0: I'm not gonna lie; you have convinced me to change one of my actresses. I've actually, you have <laughs> actually convinced me to change actress. I have dropped an actress now because, yeah, I, I have to. I, I'm not gonna have her in there. I, I'm, I'm putting, I'm putting in. Yeah, I have to. <laughs> well, I wasn't trying to persuade no,
1: anyone to do anything, but I'll take it. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I have McQueen there.
0: Um. Were any other ones you guys want to?
1: Um, not really. I've kind of already touched on the Wes Anderson thing. Like, yeah, I think this is going to be a bounce back for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and again, I'm not confident in this list at all. Doing this dress director list specifically <laughs> was like, I had to just decide on a list because I was spending too much time stressing about yeah. it. So okay. that's my list.
0: Um, all right, let's move on to actress then.
1: Okay. All right.
0: All right. Uh, well, given I just. <laughs> said that I I had to change mine, I will go through. So the one that I deleted was Emma Stone. Okay. From Poor Things. Yeah. So I'm putting in Carrie Mulligan for Maestro, which I'm not 100% sure she's going to be actress. I think there's a chance she could be supporting, but we'll see. Uh, Emily Blunt for Pain Hustlers. Mm -hmm. Fantasia for The Color Purple. Mm -hmm. Greta Lee for Past Lives. And Saoirse Ronan for Blitz.
1: Okay. Interesting.
2: Interesting. I have Rosamund Pike for Saltburn. Uh, Emma Stone for, for Poor Things. I did not intend for Poor Things to be everywhere <laughs> on my thing. And it that it's that's not it. So I need to change something. But anyway, Margot Robbie for Actress for, for Barbie. Greta Lee for Past Lives. And um, Fantasia for The Color Purple.
1: So I've got Margot Robbie, Sir Ronan, um for blitz fantasia for the color purple emma stone for poor thing and zendaya for the challengers
0: i was i i had i, I had challenges in there at one point mm. and i had to delete it uh, yeah um yeah i i was seriously i don't
1: think that movie's gonna get anything else but mm. i think she it's, will get nominated. she will
0: yeah. yeah that's no that that I can is see
1: it getting like a screenplay and a and an actress. And an
2: actress.
0: Yeah. yeah, I um, I had to put. I, I just again, I probably shouldn't have because she's literally never been nominated, and this is probably not going to be the one that does it because it's a David Yates' movie. But I put in um, Emily Blunt for yeah. Pain Hustlers because I just can Emily Blunt please hurry up and get nominated? <laughs> and, I know. It hurts. I know. And I just, uh, but again, I, I just had a, a, I've got maybe a feeling because David Yates, I think he's a talented director and it to see him go back to doing a drama outside of, you know, Hey, I'm away from Harry Potter for the last decade. Yeah. I can do a drama again. Um, You know, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So I, and I think, I think pain hustles could be a very good movie, but we'll, we'll see. Um, so that's, I've got her in there for that. Uh, Fantasia for Color Purple, I think, again, like I said, I'm big on Color Purple this year. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And same with, and Greta Lee for Past Lives. I think if Past Lives is going to get a Best Picture nomination, this is the nomination it, it, it would need. For sure. So that's how I came up to that. Um, and same with, and Carrie Mulligan, who I think would be, is my current, like, would be my pick at the moment who i think could win so any others you guys want to talk about no. um one that this is okay i didn't put it in because i don't think she will get nominated but i have i have a feeling you know that one performance that everyone every year is just like they're campaigning for and is never going to get nominated but people are campaigning for i think it's going to be jennifer lawrence in no hard feelings i think after i think people are going after that movie people are going to. To be like that's. I such-
2: want her to get an Oscar for that. I
0: think I think it'll be because it's a comedic performance. I think because it's it is a big comedic performance that we don't see typically from the Oscars. People will start campaigning for it. Don't think it'll happen, but that's I think interesting. I, I feel
2: think, like it's everyone's gonna fucking hate it.
0: <laughs> see, I, I just I'm more like I, said, I think people are wanting. Oh, uh, comedy performances. And I have a feeling, no hard feeling it's going to be a fun movie. Interesting. But I'm also male, so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, let's move on to actor. Uh, okay.
2: Leonardo DiCaprio for Killers of the Flower Moon. Cillian Murphy for Oppenheimer. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield for The Book of Clarence. Bradley Cooper for Maestro. And... Apparently, don't have a fifth. Um,
1: Let's go Anthony Hopkins for Freud's last session.
0: Okay. Taylor. Uh,
1: Yeah, I've got Leo for Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, Coleman Domingo for Rustin, Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer, Bradley Cooper for Maestro, and Joaquin Phoenix for Napoleon.
0: Oh, I have Bradley Cooper for Maestro, Barry Keegan for Saltburn, Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer, Joaquin Phoenix for Napoleon, and Timothy Chalamet for Wonka.
1: Hell yeah. Listen, I'm here for it. I just don't believe it. <laughs> I'll root for it from the sidelines. Yeah. I'll root for my boy yeah. from over here. But I'm not going to put it Let on my list. Let you lead that campaign. Yeah. In all se-
0: okay, in all seriousness, if that was The Five, how pa- much pain would you be that Oscar season? Why? Barry Keegan, Killian Murphy, and Timothy Chalamet all nominated for a movie. Yeah. And only one can win. Yeah,
1: no, that would definitely hurt me. But my all my power that would be a sexy oh, Oscars. It would be all my power would be behind Killian Murphy though. That's he's fair. he's played his dues yeah. at this point, like yeah. beyond.
0: And then Cooper and Phoenix win
1: yeah, it. Yeah, they would be. They'd, you know what they do? They would betray me again by giving it to Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix again.
0: Um. This is uh, it. Also, I. This is the one. I think this is Cooper's year. I think. Yeah, I, I, if, he I, does,
1: if he does a great performance yeah. in Meister, I don't disagree. With that. I, I think
0: mm. this is – he's playing a beloved Oscar-winning composer. If he nails this, I have a feeling this could be the one Though it's like, hey, you've done your dues, we've given you your time. This is- We
2: didn't give an, asc- an acting um, Oscar
1: to the composer last year, so let's give it to
0: him <laughs> yeah. <one> this year. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I have a feeling like this could be the – That could
1: be to its detriment, though. Yeah. That tar just came out. If it doesn't end up being. Exactly. Anyway, it'll be interesting. I feel like it'll be very different movies, too. Especially because,
2: like, tar in the film, Lydia Tar, like, had so much commentary on Leonard Bernstein. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, um, yeah. Look, Killian Murphy. Uh, I'm rooting for him so yeah. hard
2: this year. That's like the one thing when I see that because I'm not a Christopher Nolan girl. When I see that trailer, I'm very excited simply just for his performance.
0: Yeah, his is the one performance from the movie so far that like out of all of these, he's the one performance we've kind of already had a, at least a glimpse of. Yeah. Yeah. He looks incredible. He does, he, he looks, looks great. Absolutely incredible so far. So yeah, I, I I have a feeling I'll be shocked if he doesn't at this point. Like I think we're, we're, if he doesn't wear in for a Good year. Oh, like, we're sure. in for a for really sure. good year. Um, I've got Joaquin because it's Napoleon Dynamite. It's a. Uh, Dynamite? Wow. Napoleon <laughs> Bonaparte, that yeah. Is a yeah. That's a movie I want to see. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix, <laughs> yes. Joaquin
1: yeah. Phoenix reprising right <laughs> Napoleon <laughs> yes. Dynamite.
0: Yes. It's, uh, yeah. It's Napoleon Bonaparte. It's Ridley Scott. It's the. Oh, big, with
1: Ridley Scott. Okay, now I'm writing this movie. Hold on, <laughs> give me a second.
0: I like, yeah, like I said, like I, I'll be shocked if he doesn't. Like it, it would mean no. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: Well, it's the same thing for me. Like if if he's even decent in Killers of the Flower Moon, Leo's getting nominated. It's yeah, the same thing for me fa- where it's like if Joaquin is even decent in Napoleon, he's probably getting nominated.
0: The, to me, to me, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Like yeah. The
0: reason I. And I'll get into why I I don't have Leo in it because of who I've got in supporting, who I think is going to steal the movie. Um, but I, which
1: is valid, but I still think because he's Leo, he's one of those people that yeah. could end up pulling a spot, especially if we have a year like this year where
0: it's we, a weaker year.
1: Well, not not even necessarily that, where we look at the fifth slot and go,
0: "Who's taking it?" Mm, yeah, that people doing oh, yeah, Leo. Yeah, especially if we get to. If one of these performances – like, if we're in October and we all go, this is Barry Keegan's, this is – Brad. like, or, or Maestro comes out and everyone's like, oh, it's Bradley Coopers. Like, he's won it. It's it's Bradley Coopers. He's he's not losing this award. That fifth spot could go to someone where they're like, oh, yeah, who, who am I putting in? Oh, Leo. Yeah, cool. So, uh, yeah, you're right. I could, I could definitely see that.
1: That's more why he's on mine yeah. at this point. No,
0: that, that's fair. Um. Uh, again, yeah, I'm I, I'm I'm the Wonka person. I, I really think Wonka's going to come out, and I think if if it gets a Best Picture nomination, it's going to be on the back of Paul King's direction, which I don't think he's going to sneak into director, but I think it'll. But Timothy Chalamet will sneak into.
2: actor. I'm always down for Timothy Chalamet getting Oscar <laughs> nominations, so <laughs>
0: it'll make up for the rob robbed of uh, Beautiful Boy. So <laughs>
2: yeah, that would just came too quickly after Colin name, yeah, Hey,
0: yeah, it was a year later. So um, any others? No, all right. Supporting actor. Wait, which one?
2: (laughs) I didn't realize by six majors you meant all acting categories. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I did screenplays. No, Uh, we didn't do screenplays. Cool. You guys can take over now (laughs) (laughs) because I am not prepared for just acting.
0: Um. Okay, so for my supporting actor, um, I've got Coleman Domingo for *Color Purple*, Jesse Plemons for *Killers of the Flower Moon*. Richard e. Grant for Saltburn, Robert Downey Jr. for Oppenheimer, and Willem Dafoe for Poor Things.
1: How do you have Domingo in supporting?
0: For Color Purple.
1: Oh, okay, right. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Yeah,
0: that, yeah. Um.
1: Okay, interesting. I have Jesse Plemons for Killers of Flower Moon, Tom Hardy for The Bike Riders, um, Corey Hawkins for The Color Purple, um, Harris Dickinson for Blitz, and Jeremy Allen White for The Iron Claw.
0: I was debating putting Corey in, but I just, Mr. is such a big role that That's fair. I think he's going to overshadow Corey's role, which I think is sucks because I'm me, I'm the Corey Hawkins is winning an Oscar at some point guy. Yeah. um, But uh, mister is such a big role in in color purple that like he is the villain of Listen, the Listen, I'm
1: going on vibes, okay? That's fair.
0: I, I told have... you I was going into
1: this going on vibes. <laughs> that's
0: that's fair. And Corey um,
1: Hawkins is the vibe. Yeah.
0: Uh, I love how you've
1: got Richard E.
2: Grant in there cuz you're just really really <laughs> <I don't... laughs> cut cut deep about that one year.
0: I am, but I also have a feeling like again, in Saltburn that role is a big one. Like in Talented Mr. Ripley, that, that role is a big one. So I have a feeling it's going to be one that he is able to really like showcase in. Um, and it's the same thing I think about. It's, and, and then I think Robert Downey Jr. for Oppenheimer. I think it, this could be one of his, hey, it's time, Oscar. This I I wouldn't be surprised if this award is that it's Time Oscar and it goes and it's between Willem Dafoe, Robert Downey Jr. or Richard E. Grant. One of them gets the time. Willem
2: Dafoe has had is- an Oscar?
0: No, he's never no, I won I probably
2: Oscar. already knew that, but yeah.
0: I, I I think if there was going to be a like, you know, I, I think Willem Dafoe for poor things I could see happening. Um and that this is the we start getting the it's time Oscars. So again because we literally just had them, so yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised. So that's where that's where I'm at on supporting.
1: Fair, yeah. I just want to see Jeremy Allen White getting nominated for more things, <laughs> that's so that's why he's on that, my that, list. Yeah, hundred like, percent. I'm, I'm there, man.
0: <laughs> um, and, next, and then, yeah. and
1: then the Academy likes Tom Hardy, so
0: that's fa- yeah. Bike rider. Uh, I was, I was considering putting him in for bike riders, and I just, I, I think supporting actor is a f- huge category yeah. this yeah, year yeah. I think there's a lot of performances that could really come in and you're like oh well, that could come in like I don't have Rob, I don't have Robert Downey Jr uh, Not, sorry, I don't have um, Robert De Niro yeah. which is for Killers so, um, the other and yeah the other big movie that I don't think any of us have which oh, we'll get we'll go through Actress and then we'll talk about the other big movie that I don't think any of us have um, Supporting Actress I've got Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon Natalie Portman for May-December Roseman Pike for Saltburn, Taraj P. Uh, Taraj P. Henson for Color Purple, and Vanessa Kirby for Napoleon.
1: Interesting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've got Lily Gladstone for Killers, um, Vanessa Kirby for Napoleon, Taraj P. Henson for The Color Purple, Lily James for The Iron Claw, and Florence Pugh for Dune Part 2.
0: Nice. She's a good addition. Mm, yeah.
1: I just think between that and Oppenheimer...
0: Yeah, there could be something. She could get
1: some momentum going yeah. on, especially since she's supposedly in a lot of Dune Part Two. Yeah, like her yeah, role is a, pretty, should, big one, yeah, a pretty big one. Yeah, she so, should be a pretty big one. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah.
0: No, I I think I wouldn't. That's a that's a good one. Um. Uh, Taraj, again. I've got uh, Taraj P. Henson. I would be shocked at this point if the movie is good at this point if she isn't nominated because yeah. that role. That role is the supporting role. It's the if you can if if you are a talented actress who can cry and can (laughs) sing, you're winning an Oscar. Like it's it's the it's the lame, it's the I dreamed a dream scene. It's the like you you if you are talented, you can win an Oscar with that role. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised. And again, Taraj B. Henson, great actress, fantastic role for her. It's going to be one of those, hey it's time Oscars. Like I, I feel like we could see a, a bit of that. Um, but I also wouldn't be surprised if Lily Gladstone gets is, I, I would be shocked if Lily isn't nominated for Killers at this. Um, I've got Rosemund in supporting. I know you had her in actress, but mm-hmm. I, but like I, I just, I, I think that. All m- the
2: research I've done has put her kind of, Put her more of an actress, yeah. And so, but I—it's probably like a Michelle Williams thing, or it could go either way.
0: I—I've got her in supporting mostly because I think key, it. Again, that story—it's Keegan's movie. It—it'll it, it, be his Barry Keegan's movie. Um, so I think like he'll be lead, and it's one of those ones where there isn't technically True. a female. Plus, lead, it's even though it also is, like it's
2: the list is kind of like. Barry Jacob Elordi, than then yeah. so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if she's in supporting.
0: But yeah. Um
1: So what didn't we talk about?
0: Didn't p- talk about the killer from uh, which is uh yeah. Finch's new one. I had no room for it and I also I don't know about it. Like
1: I have heard not a single person say a single thing about it, <laughs> so it does not belong yeah. on any of my lists that's right fair. now. Like I don't yeah. know anything about it.
0: That's fair. Um but yeah, that's Again, do you want to give us just quickly your screenplays? Cause I would I'm very curious. I'm more curious.
2: Okay, so I had for original screenplay, I had Saltburn, uh, The Book of Clarence, Past Lives, The Holdovers, and Asteroid City. Um, and then for adapted, I had four things and I moved it because I was like this is I didn't realize how hard I was going on four things and I did not intend on this so I put doom part two dumb money Freud's last session uh the color purple and killers of the flower moon nice which I'm kind of happy with those mm. and I feel like they're pretty like Maybe not, but like to me, they're quintessential screenplay nods. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm keen on those. So yeah, All right. apologies for not sticking to the assignment. <laughs> That's
0: fine. Uh, does anyone have any other final thoughts? Anything they want to add?
2: Just shame on Jacob for not going full Barbie world domination.
1: Yeah,
0: I, I know. I'm I a
1: little. I'm. I feel like it's a little anti-feminist, but we'll forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little
0: bit. I like how of the two movies though I didn't even go full Oppenheimer. I just I'm kind of like the two movies opening up and I'm like a
1: eh, little bit of
0: Oppenheimer. We well, you know what Jacob's and- seeing first on
2: July twentieth. <laughs> God You'll cross each other at like uh, when yeah, he's going to see other movies. <laughs> yeah. Basically.
0: Uh, all right. Well, that is our predictions. Very, very, very early non-binding predictions.
1: Please don't hold us to them. At the end of the year, we should go back and re-listen to this episode and like do a commentary.
0: Oh, absolutely. Go back and just be like, oh my god. (laughs) Like,
1: what the hell was going on there? Yeah. But it's it's still fun because it's
2: like we have literally no idea about most of these Mm. movies. We don't even have... Well, most, we'll, most of these the we don't have trailers or yeah. anything. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, <laughs> like us said, we'll do this again in September, yeah. just before the season. the season starts. And we'll do it again and we'll see how big of a change has there been between then and there. Because we may have started getting trailers. Some of them, we may have started to hear some things and been like. And some of them may have been pushed. Who knows? You know, like yeah. I, I would, you know, we're going off movies that.
1: It's not still a hundred percent that a lot of these are <laughs> well, coming out. Yeah, they don't out. really have twenty twenty three. Yeah, like, like
0: yeah. They've got oh, we think they're coming. Like Ferrari's coming in twenty twenty three and the, o-
1: the only one really for sure we know is coming is well, we know Barbie and Oppenheimer and then we yeah. know Dune, and that's about it. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um I mean we and yeah, we Again, in a month, we find out from like a month, some of these start screening at Cannes. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll get our well, real we just first found out
2: that um, Killers of the Flower Moon is out of competition, which is yeah, interesting.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, and uh, May, December just announced as well. So, yeah. it pays new one. So, yeah. Well, guys, uh, Elena, where can they find you online?
2: You can find me on. <laughs> Next week, I will come with just one handle. I swear, I'll try and work on that. But... Elena Violet on Instagram and Letterboxd, and Lainey Film on Twitter and TikTok.
0: Taylor, where can I find you?
1: <laughs> you can find me at Finally Tailored pretty much everywhere online. Uh, on Twitter, I'll be screaming about basketball because we're now into the basketball playoffs. So that's a lot of fun. You can find me on Letterboxd. You can find me on YouTube, um, on YouTube and Apple and Spotify podcasts. My first episode of Make It a Double feature is up if you guys want to listen to that. Talk to my lovely friend Allison about Almost Famous and That Thing You Do, which is a really awesome double feature. So if you guys want to check that out, you can check that out. I have a new episode coming out in about a week or so, which is going to be a lot of fun. So uh, just stay tuned for that.
0: And you guys can find me pretty much everywhere at Jacob Blandon. Next week, guys, we we go pretty horror. We get some dark movies uh, yeah, in is Afraid* and *Evil Dead: Rise*.
1: <laughs> I may be missing inconspicuously. <laughs> it's just it might be Mia. This is my week. Is- Ari Aster is probably
2: top three favorite filmmakers for me. Maybe top two. And Evil Dead, like I love horror. Horror is my thing, so let's fucking go.
0: Taylor's going to talk about *Ghosted*.
2: oh
1: yeah yeah (laughs) i'll be the i'll be the ghosted correspondent (laughs) that'll be my thing that's fine because i won't be watching it so you can i'll do it listen listen if that's my version of taking one for the team while you two do the other ones that's you know that's great i love uh, that for me
0: (laughs) all right well guys thank you very much for listening and we will see you next week